up the victim of an abortion bill rather growing up in a Christian home because faith partners make the old times of
Greetings, friends, and welcome to another edition of Pushing the Envelope, music decidedly left of center featuring the finest in the outer realms of contemporary music, from the worlds of rock, jazz, classical, world music, spoken word, ambient, electro, acoustic, etc., 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 with a healthy dollop of new and classic progressive rock and jazz rock fusion. Today, our show has to do with folks who might not have it all quite together. We're going to subtitle this program Character Flaws, and I'll explain what the impetus for this was uh, momentarily. We open today's festivities with a track entitled Excerpt from People Telling Lies, a 1987 assemblage from Scott Marshall from a new release on the No Part of It label entitled Watching the Void, a smattering of Panic Records and Tapes. Panic Records and Tapes, 1984 through 1990, was headed by Scott Marshall, who also founded Burden of Friendship, arguably Chicago's first noise ensemble. Many releases on the Panic label reflected the work of a collective largely anchored around their involvement with freeform radio station WZRD Chicago. The WZRD control room was situated within the cavernous bowels of Northeastern Illinois University, and there were often long-form sound collages from multiple staff members being bounced between Studio A and B. Which actually reminds me, I have some tapes of similar collages put together by Chuck Obachowski and me back in the day, so I will have to dig those out and play them for you. During these radio events, which came to be known as Void Watches, live instrumentation collided with other sources for four to six hours at a time, which sometimes included fireworks, power tools, or scrap metal boring holes into the floor and ceiling, not to mention different areas of the campus being patched into the on-air mix. Marshall was initially inspired by the childhood experience of watching avant-garde composer John Cage with David Tudor integrate a live toilet feed from a nearby saloon into his performance on television's That Was the Week That Was show. This, Marshall says, was a main influence in instigating these unscripted cacophonies on the radio. Ways you may get in touch with yours truly, I'm Joel Crutt. And pushing the envelope, our email, pushing the envelope whus at gmail.com. And if you use the Twitter like X thing at ENVPUSHER numeral one. And if you'd like to hear prior programs, go to podbean.com, P O D B E A N.com, and search under pushing the envelope and myriad sonic delights await you. We're going to open phase one with the, tr <laughs> with the track that inspired all this from Graham Fitkin's release Veneer from 2017. I was listening to the album and was struck by the title, I'm Such a Shallow Person. Per Graham Fitkin's notes, I can never remember the words of songs. 
I'm not really listening to them. I've generally been more interested in the intramusical aspects of songs, bass lines, harmonies, and so on. Maybe the timbre of the voice, the energy of the thing, and the sounds the voices make more than the meaning of the words. Yet most people I know seem to be perfectly happy with the idea of a song. I'm aware that it's my own problem and so interesting for me to work with it. But whilst focusing on the constructive qualities of music, I don't always want to negate the essential communicative quality of the human voice. Irony only takes me so far. I wanted to try and write music which conveyed something outside of its own organization. I started getting interested in the glorious genre of disco. Although I've enjoyed the delights of Chic and the Bee Gees since the 70s, I hadn't really taken on board the social history of disco, its roots and legacy. I've loved the four-on-the-floor simplicity, the proud bass lines, Love is the Message style lyrics, and later Marauder effect. I decided to write some vaguely disco-inflected songs positioned in that borderland of doubt, with a large dose of cozy respectability imbued with something mismatched, but this time with a hint of something darker. I wanted to celebrate some of the positives from that period while noting the twisted moral fragility of our current celebrity icon tumbling era. I'm such a shallow person from Graham Fitkin as we enter phase one of today's Pushing the Envelope here on 91.7 WHUS.
was still in another town How normal to sit out to dance Eating a good meal by myself Toasting the empty glass And they're already setting out the next place Already forgetting about the last
so hungry all the time I don't know how to stop I don't know how to stop Gotta get some sleep I'm so nervous in the night I don't know how to stop I don't know how to stop I don't know how to stop I don't know how to stop
There's all kinds of women around Harvard Square, and about 10 or 15 of them are wearing phony mustaches. They sold quite a few of them to the women. They used to pay $8 for those phony mustaches at the Harvard Cooperative Society, run by the Harvard professors. All kinds of freaky women around Harvard Square. Yeah, they're college girls. Harvard Square's a hangout. But I'm glad today's Monday. I hate Sunday. I didn't spend a nickel yesterday. I stayed in all day. I was tired and weary and worried, wasting my time in a nursing home. I came in when I was 74. I should have never taken a lot of people's advice. So those goddamn cops, they'd say, you got money, go into a nursing home. Your people are dead, go into a nursing home. Yeah, of course, they meant well. Not too many cops go into nursing homes. Some do, but not many. A lot of priests go into nursing homes, ones run by the church. One priest went in and he committed suicide. He set the place on fire. Another priest retired and became a bartender. They called him Patty the Priest. Everybody knew he was a priest. He had that religious look about him. I never got pinched in my life and I hung out with all kinds of hoods. I hung out with Cambridge guys who would beat up drunken cops. One guy from Cambridge had a bum eye. He was born that way. We used to call him Squint Eye. He had an upside down pupil, but he got on the police force. He passed the exam because they didn't rule him cockeyed. They ruled him squint eyed. They transferred him to Harvard Square Station and he hung out with the Harvard students and they educated him and he came in first on the police chief exam and he became the police chief of Cambridge. He was 63 years old then and Ted Leahy was his name. Now, he called me a horse thief in 1913. I didn't steal no goddamn horse. I was just looking at a Pierce arrow. I was just asking the chauffeur questions. Then he says, now Wallace, what are you asking the chauffeur questions for? So you can steal the Pierce arrow just like you stole the horse and carriages? And that started the fight. It was so fierce we tore up Bob Moore's garden. I downed him with a flying tackle. But then he settled me with his cop's club and his belt. He was a son of a bitch, a dirty bastard. He was a cruel cop. We used to fight with him a lot, but he worked himself up. He got educated and he became the police chief. And I wasn't the only one who fought with him. The other guys would tangle with him too. And it was because he'd started, he'd insult you. He'd call you a horse thief or something. Him and two other cops were the three freshest cops in Cambridge. I hung out with all kinds of tough guys when I was young. They used to elect me captain of the baseball team. I used to play shortstop. Some of the other guys on the team were tough guys, too. And we'd tangle with the fresh cops, Preshow, Ted Leahy, and Frank Henry. Yeah, Ted Leahy, he became the police chief. And that was because he got civilized and educated. My mother had Ted Leahy before the mayor three or four times for fighting with me and the boys. He got suspended a couple times without pay. He was a big, fat guy. Yeah, Jesus Christ. When he got old, he got so he could hardly even walk. He had a lot of fat around the neck. Three times the size of a normal guy's neck.
loses that everything is just as he left it. The photo of his first car had been hanging next to the photo of him and his dad just before their last trip. Shallow glass dish of buffalo nickels had been on the dresser. The million magazines had been on the nightstand. Popular mechanics, National Geographic, soldier of fortune. He had been reading an article on slow fire, conversion of rapid fire 9mm submachine guns to 800, count them, 800 rounds per minute. The window had been locked. The window is still locked. Nothing has been disturbed since he left to go to work. Everything's the same. Nothing's changed. He dresses for bed. He puts his keys on the dresser. He hangs up his three-piece suit. He puts his sidearm on the bedstand. His shorts in the hamper. He gets into bed. He pulls the covers up. He leaves the lights on. He sleeps with the lights on because he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, they know, he knows, they know. You can't prove nothing on a dark night without the lights. Oh! 
Welcome back, friends. We completed phase one of today's Pushing the Envelope, subtitled Character Flaws, relative to where we started that set out with. I was inspired by listening to Graham Fitkin's I'm Such a Shallow Person, and the concept caught my ear, and here we are. From final, Justin K. Broderick, from the album One, out on Subharmonic in 1993, we heard Despotic. From composer David Lang with the Bang on a Can All-Stars, off the album Australia Tour 2018 Mixtape, out on Cantaloupe Music, we heard his composition Cheating, Lying, Stealing. One of my favorite albums of all time, the Paul Drescher Ensemble with Rind Eckerd on vocals. The piece is Slow Fire, out on Paul Drescher's MinMax music label from 1992. Quite a disturbed young man this story is about. We heard Sleeping with the Lights On. Tantrum from composer Julia Wernz off her new release on new focus recording someone who loves you throws me at you and we heard john mcdonald on piano freaky women from david greenberger and bird songs of the mesozoic off the album on the pell pell record label from 2006 1001 real apes a spoken word sound collage performance by David Greenberger and Birdsongs in the Mesozoic. David Greenberger is the originator and publisher of the Duplex Planet, a magazine of interviews he conducted with elderly residents of the Duplex, a nursing home near Boston. Greenberger presents selected stories from the Duplex Planet with music and sonic landscapes provided by Birdsongs. The stories are alternately funny, moving, wise, silly, and inspirational, and provide a unique vision into the minds and souls of older people's streams of consciousness. The nature of these stories provides fertile ground for an exploration of how text, music, and sound can coexist in a performance. The focus of the performance was to give life to the stories as well as the states of mind they come from. I actually had the opportunity to see this performed live at Real Artways in Hartford, Connecticut back in the day. From Stereo Minus One, his new release, Everything is So Beautiful, I Need to Lie Down. And we heard the title track, and that is out on Machine Records. Stereo Minus One, a.k.a. Dan Haynes. Cohen released this in September, and he is the chief cook and bottle washer of Machine Records. From the Security Project, featuring the killer vocals of Happy Roads, covering Peter Gabriel's I Don't Remember out on their album Contact from 2017. Going back to 1981 with Peter Hamill from the album Sitting Targets, we heard Stranger Still. And back yonder, I'm Such a Shallow Person from Graham Ficken off his Veneer album from 2017. We are going to continue our exploration of character flaws with the Talking Heads classic track Psycho Killer off of, in this case, Sand in the Vaseline, popular favorites, 
1976 to 1992 out on the Sire Warner Brothers label. Welcome to phase two of today's Pushing the Envelope here on 91.7 WHUS. I can't relax I can't sleep 
Are there indications that the violence is growing? The killer who admitted the crime. Secret recordings may not be used as evidence. No sugar added, no preservatives. So the pillow takes the pounding instead of your feet. Are there indications that the violence the is killer growing? killer who admitted the crime. Two and a half million dollars in damages today. Secret recordings. Like a ghost from the past in the nuclear age. No sugar added. No how could this man have done what he did this man or thing the one in the news he killed his wife and then he killed himself i can't help but wonder how he chose his moment he must have boiled over or maybe plan slowly. A crime of passion is a thing beyond, beyond the scope of my emotions. Are there indications that the violence is growing? I can't help but wonder what good this news does me. I watch it all nightly, but still I don't get it. The men in power, how do they choose? When faced with choice, they forge ahead. They know what's best, or so it seems. I can't help but wonder who they ask for guidance. They have their advisors. I guess they're sufficient. I can't decide just what to do. I'm well informed, but still I feel like a ghost from the past in the nuclear age. I can't help but wonder if TV can teach me how to make moral choices. If I watch the news nightly.
just like a pioneer. You set a course and never caring, you took your bearing to discover. Excitement more than fear were in your grasp, and life the tutor became the suitor. You got the stamina to stand the test. You laugh at your examiner, you know the rest. You're deep, just like a chasm. You've no enthusiasm. You're tired. And uninspired, you're blase. Your day is one of leisure in which you search for pleasure. You're bored when you're adored, you're blase. The sun is shining, you wake, it's time for dining, there's nothing new for you to do.
around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and faith. <laughs> and I made damn sure that Pilate washed his hands and sealed his fate. <laughs> Hope to guess my name, but was puzzling you. 
Stay.
We wrap up phase two of today's Pushing the Envelope Character Flaws with music from Bill Laswell off the 2000 release on the Reach Out International record label entitled Dub Chamber 3, a track called Devil Syndrome featuring Niels Petter Molvar on trumpets and effects. Nikki Scopolitis on guitars, beats, and effects, Craig Taborn on electric piano, and the master Bill Laswell on bass, keyboard, and beats. Prior to that, hell of an L. <laughs> Sympathy for the Devil. Many covers of the Rolling Stones tune done by Leibach. And we heard the opening track, Sympathy for the Devil, Time for a change. And that came out in 1992 on the Mute label. From 1997, quite the conglomeration. Derek Bailey and Pat Metheny on guitars and Greg Bendian and Paul Wertico on drums. Name of the album on the Knitting Factory Works label. Three CD set entitled The Sign of Four. And we heard a track called Untidy Habits. For something completely different, Jonathan and Darlene Edwards, otherwise known as pianist, arranger, conductor Paul Weston, and his wife, the popular singer back in the 40s and 50s, Joe Stafford. Jonathan and Darlene's greatest hits out on Corinthian Records from 1987. A lovely tune called Your Blase. And the act was developed by Weston and his wife Joe Stafford in the 1950s and involved Weston playing songs on the piano in unconventional rhythms while Stafford sang off-key in a high-pitched voice. Check out her actual singing, it is lovely. 21st Century Schizoid Man from King Crimson, in this case off the 2017 release Live in Mexico 2017 Meltdown. From Daedalus and Musics, from their album Moondog, otherwise known as Lewis Harden, Round the Sound of Round the World of Sound out on New World Records in 2016, we heard You the Vandal. Prior to that, classic Art of Noise from The Best of the Art of Noise out on the China Polydor label from 1988, Paranoimia, featuring Max Headroom as MC in this case. Paranoimia is a portmanteau of paranoia and insomnia. Before that, we heard a track called Mr. Punch from Stephen Merritt, Chris Ewan, and Claudia Gonson as future Bible heroes in tandem with Neil Gaiman in name from an album entitled Where's Neil When You Need Him out on Dancing Ferret Records from 2006. A collection of songs from 17 top international acts based on their favorite works of Neil Gaiman. And to be able to market the record, 
they opted to actually ask Neil Gaiman, who's friends with the different bands, to put his name and face on the cover, which he did. From David Garland, his album Control Songs, a 1997 release on Review Records, we heard TV Can Teach Me. Garland notes, just as some people write love songs, I write control songs. Songs about our need, avoidance, and manipulation of that sense of control which we all use to help us function. I haven't made any conscious attempt to work in a certain style. Instead, I find ideas and sounds and pursue them until they become songs. I like the song form because it can be such a surprising meeting ground for emotion and entertainment. And we open Phase 2 with Psycho Killer from the Talking Heads. Off the album Sand in the Vaseline, popular favorites 1976 to 1992, out on the Sire Warner Brothers label. Well, I hope your character flaws are minimal, and we will see you again in a few weeks. I am off on vacation, and you'll hear some classic pushing the envelope programs in the meantime. Until then, take care. <laughs>